Hello, friends. This is the Connected Approach podcast, the world's number one podcast for connected leaders. I'm Chris Curtin. And I'm Amanda White. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Amanda. So what are we going to talk about today? What happened to your warm embrace? (laughs) (laughs) Before we get to topics, what happened to the warm embrace? Uh, do I say warm embrace? Should I say that? What do, what do the people think? <laughs> well, so we've done we've done several of the podcast episodes, and on the last few, you've been trying out as an intro. Welcome to your warm embrace, and I, I have, yes, I have. <laughs> and for whatever reason, today on the day that I think we're going to talk about comparison. <laughs> I'm like, eh, I don't know that I like, welcome to your warm embrace. I just, I'm not feeling it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so, I think it can be so aligned to the topic. So what what is it that you're not feeling about that, that power phrase, welcome to your warm embrace? Um, I think it's a really good question. So I, I think it was like, it just felt cheesy and not natural for me. Mm. Um, When you ask the question and I really think about it, it's like, I want, usually when I get into a conversation, I'm just like, where I go is I'm just so curious. I want to know like what's top of mind for us to talk about, for us to like work through, discuss, whatever. And, but you and I have really wanted to have a bit more consistency and like, how do we tee this up. And so at one point it did feel like good to me. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's like a warm embrace, you know, come into our podcast and just sit and have some coffee with us and listen to us like chat back and forth. But I don't know today I woke up and I'm like, I just, I'm not feeling it. I don't think this is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> what? So we have had some client engagements where we go into a company and we start with due diligence, which is performing interview after interview of, of stakeholders. And, and we recognize that we're going into a, a brand new environment for both of us. What invariably happens the first time well, let me tell you what happens when I get the coffee in the coffee room. I go and get the coffee in the coffee room. I come back and we start working. You go into the coffee room and and what happens? I, I mean, I talk to everybody on the way to the coffee machine. I talk to people in the little like kitchenette area. I found out that, you know, or I find out that there's, you know, someone's mom had this or that or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. Like people just feel comfortable talking to me or I like listen in. Like it's a whole like experience going to get coffee. And how long does that take from leaving the room to getting coffee to coming back? For me, it's 13 Um, seconds, by the way, just for anyone. It might be a little longer. I mean, I think there's times that you're like, did you go to like the Starbucks down the road to get your coffee or did you like (laughs) go right down the hall to get it like you did? Um, So it may take a little longer. And this is honestly something I don't know. (laughs) Have people 
after meeting you just in the coffee room, embraced you physically? Uh, <laughs> maybe at times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there is a warm embrace. This is so that... funny, Chris. You're bringing up something very interesting. <laughs> What is it bringing up? Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it, I guess it is more of that warm embrace. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a style. I, I, I have some sort of uh, superpower that welcomes people to share more information that they would normally share with other people. And, um, so if that is a warm embrace or whatever that is, so you like the warm embrace, you want me to keep saying it? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? After like? today's podcast, I think I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> what does that feel like to think about and share that superpower? with your son, just, just to hear it. Yeah. Um, I do want people to feel like in our conversations with each other, because we've, we've talked about this, this, this topic this week too, you know, what, what is the, the goal or the, you know, why we're doing this podcast. And I think really it is for people to come into this space with us, not, feeling like we have all the answers, um, by any means we're on this journey ourselves and we want to share that with others because we feel that a lot of people are on the journey or maybe starting to take that step into that place, um, to start, you know, developing that. And it does have to feel kind of like someone is there beside you. You know, which I think is that warm embrace. The warm embrace is to, to say like, oh, I'm not. One of the biggest things that helped me is through reading and listening to podcasts. And um, after a while, I was like, oh, I'm not the only one that's experiencing this. Like, I'm not the only one thinking this way. I'm not the only one that is um, wondering if I'm worthy or good enough or whatever. And, and that was the warm embrace that helped me to say, like, I'm not alone in this. Mm. So, yes, I do want people to feel like this is a place where <laughs> they can be embraced by us and experience, you know, uh, have an experience where we're just sharing, you know, our learnings and what is really top of mind for us. How does that feel? <laughs> what does what does that feel like? It feels good. It does. I think it it helps to share it and to talk it out because I think I need that like contextual like I just said it. So it must have felt it must have been something within me because when we were going back and forth I was saying like, "Well, what about welcome to your warm embrace?" And we we're like, "Yeah." But I, I think I just didn't do this process of like processing 
like, well, what does that really mean to me? So thank you for coaching and helping me like make it more contextual mm-hmm. so that, because the other thing that we really want to share with people is our authenticity and help others to be their most authentic and best self. And I certainly don't want to, you know, tee up something that's precious to us by being like, eh, you know, where it comes across cheesy and not authentic because mm. it is something that I really believe in. But coaching being one of the things that I absolutely love to do, that is what people, what I want people to, to feel is that they're in this, they're walking into this hour <laughs> of trusted space where they do feel like they have a true partner there beside them or over the cam- camera um, where they can really like explore what's going on. Mm. So thank well, you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and thank you. What are your thoughts on that? Well, we had had some pre-show dialogue about this <laughs> phrase and in about seven seconds, we had thrown it out or thought about throwing it out. And we had further dialogue, right? And then we hit record. And just what we've talked about over the past few minutes, to me, goes to the root of, of your, your authenticity. And um, this warm embrace phrase may or may not be one that continues to attach, but the aura around it of your authenticity and how you strike others is an important thing for us to continue to capture. The pop reference that I have to share and you keep sending me business podcasts. I keep listening to these other podcasts. And so I have to continue to, to be better about that. So as we continue to share more of ourselves in the podcast, um, I'm a huge fan of, of the rock band, the killers Mm, and uh, the lead singer of the killers, his name is Brandon flowers. And they just came out with um, a new greatest hits album. And so he was being interviewed um, by, uh, uh, by Zane Lowe for, for Apple. And when he became super famous, right after they wrote one of their, their first songs, he was 21, I think. Wow. And so he was performing to thousands of people and then having millions of people react and and buy his albums and, and listen to him. And so he was immediately struck with his self-comparison. Yeah. Who am, who am I? Am I this kid that happened to write these things and meet these people and start playing in a rock and roll band in Las Vegas? Or am I this megastar that's sharing the stage or following on stage some of the biggest rock icons in the world? And that's rift with all those concepts that are in coaching or leader development. 
um, imposter syndrome and right. who am I really? And maybe I should just put on this moniker of, you know, rock star instead of trying to explore that. And through the course of his young career, the first few years, he was able to see some of his idols in very private settings, some of his rock and roll idols in, in private settings, including um, a fellow by the name of Lou Reed, who's a very famous um, rock star and musician. He, he's now since passed away. But he said that he was doing a video with Lou Reed and Lou Reed was all dressed up in rock star stuff. He was dressed up in black leather and he had sunglasses on. And it was just the two of them before they were going to do some sort of video. And Lou Reed looked at the, the mirror of himself and he said, I wish I was that guy. What comes up for you with that? You can, that you had a, that hit you. Yeah, because it was, it, I received it as, that it's okay to have a persona that that's maybe out in front of your own personal uh, skis or zone of comfort that gets you to the, to the, to the furthest outreaches of what you would consider either comfortable or possible. And this was to some people, Lou Reed is among the biggest rock stars on the planet at the point that he looks in the mirror and says, he didn't do this when he was 14, when he wrote his first song, you know, strumming on a guitar. He did this in his, in his later years. And so for, the most accomplished, and yeah. I don't know this gentleman well, so maybe he's not accomplished. I don't know. Maybe he was a terrible yeah. person. I don't know. <laughs> but that that even he would have to look at himself 60 years into his career or 40 years into his career of being a rock star and say, I wish I was that guy. It provides such comfort yeah. to know that as you and I courageously step into new circumstances, with clients, with opportunities, with speaking engagements, with, with new coaching clients who all they want to know is, well, what do you do? And how are you going to solve my puzzle, right? How are you going to be the alpha and the omega? To be able to say in the mirror, right before we get on that first call with a client or that first opportunity to engage or, or to step on a stage, I wish I was that guy in, in a way that allows us to be comfortable with the courageous experience we're about to engage in. <clears throat> Are you saying that you feel that by saying that it opens, like it helps to set you up for what you need to accomplish? Is Am I hearing that correctly? And yes. Cause I have a, a different <laughs> feeling. <laughs> yes. In the sense that for all those 
comparisons, right? We talked about, Mm -hmm. we had a couple of quotes for today's conversation about comparison. Comparison is, all comparison is escapism. Theodore Roosevelt, right? All comparison, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Right. Yes, it's comparison to others. That's a part of comparison, right? But comparison is also comparing your own challenges in your own mind about who you are and who the heck you think, who the heck do you think you are to think you can be that other person, that guy in the mirror mm-hmm. with the shades and the, and the leather jacket. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so that concept that sometimes you have to pump yourself up in a way that you almost um, third person assize <laughs> yourself to yourself in order to take that step forward, that brave step forward. That's what that's what I'm reacting to. Yeah, I think um, comparison is a slippery slope. It's something that I think is a great topic for us to talk about when we're talking with leaders about how to focus on building self, you know, and, and then working with others. And, um, I think both of us have this, uh, high level of perfectionism or stickler as our saboteur. And when you think about comparison, you really need to be clear on, are you, is it, is it internally, like when you're striving, is it internally focused? Meaning, you know, it's perfectly fine to set goals for yourself and to strive for excellence because of, I have high expectations about how I want something to, to look or be or um, get done. But if you're in this comparison and the whole perfectionism is about how people will think, like what will people think or how will they think of me or am I enough? It really gets down to self-worth. So if you're doing things because I wish I was that person and how can I be that person? And I guess I need to, you know, hustle more to be that. That can be very unhealthy. That is unhealthy versus, oh, I really love what that person's doing. Like, I love the energy that that person brings. And I want to find that within myself more. Not that I'm not enough just as I am, but it helps to kind of like internally set our focus on taking things to the next level. Well, and the key to the Lou Reed story is he's looking in the mirror. Yes. You know, that, that's yes. the key to the whole yes. thing. He's not looking yeah. outside at, at Mick Jagger or, or at, uh, you know, or at other rock stars. He is that dude. Yeah. He's a hundred percent that guy. But as as he as he courageously moves forward to do something that is unnatural, being a rock star is unnatural, and it's not it's not who you are. 
It's not who anyone is. No one walks yeah. into a 7-Eleven as a rock star. And yet rock stars have to walk into 7-Elevens at, yeah. at some point. <laughs> so that's the beauty of it is yeah. that th those who are, who are looking to, to exceed the normal bounds of what, of, of what either their, their own saboteurs might be telling them or their own talk track might be telling them yeah. can, you know, can leverage positive self-talk to, uh, you know, to, to be that bigger version of themselves they need to be when they're about to film a music video, when they're about to step on a stage and talk about a topic that they're like, oh man, yeah, there are, you know, there are people who have undergone significant objective growth uh, experiences in their life who are better suited to, to talk on this topic. You know, are we the best facilitators in the world? We don't have 15 facilitate, yeah. right? You can, you can talk track yourself like that. And that's, that's my point is looking in the mirror yeah. and saying, I wish I was the warm embrace. Yeah. I am the warm embrace. You're talking to yourself and that's right. what Lou Reed's doing. And that's, and, and sometimes Lou Reed didn't feel that way. And that's why he had to look himself in the mirror and say that. Yeah. And, uh, well, you bring sometimes you don't get to choose. Stay tuned for part two of our conversation about the warm embrace and a deeper dive into comparison. Thanks for our conversation, Amanda. As for our listeners, we look forward to talking with you again soon. Until then, lead well, my friends. Stay true to you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Chris. Thanks.